You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Louis After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Louis After Show. Yes, yes. Uh, welcome, everyone. Uh, we are AfterBuzz TV, the podcast, the only place you should be tuning into for your Louis exclusive Louis coverage. Uh, I am Mario Hernandez, joined by my co-hosts, as always, Carrie Long. Hi. And the lovely Kylie. Oh, oh wow! You get one. You Hi. get. You get. Yeah, you get a little. Uh, Little, little Kylie t- with three E's at the end. Kylie's with three E's and then <laughs> a little accent on the end. <laughs> Alexis is in the booth. Hello, Alexis. We're good. <laughs> My Alexis, you sound. <laughs> you sound pretty. Rather. <laughs> she sounds feminine. Rather modern. Uh, this is. We are at season four, uh, the uh, third week of the episodes. But these are uh, episodes part two and three of Elevator, which, as we understand it, is going to be a six. Part story arc. Louis finds love, or does he? Oh, the mystery. The mystery. Uh, the, the mystery is afoot. The, the, the chase is afoot. Um, first of all, we would just want to mention that there was a, a, a very untimely passing. Eighty-two-year-old uh, uh, cinematography titan uh, Gordon Willis died. Yeah. He was responsible for photographing some of the great movies of the late seventies, all the great New York movies of the late seventies. And early 80s, he did, um, man, where to begin? The Godfather, uh, much of Woody Allen's classic films, including Annie Hall and Manhattan, uh-huh. all the way through in the 80s to uh, Purple Rose of Cairo and Zelig. And, um, you know, he, he basically created this, this uh, look of light and darkness. In fact, one of his nicknames was the Prince of Darkness because he shot, you know, in a lot of shadows, mm-hmm. which goes against most television and film, which is, you know, bright lights so that we see all of the expressions at all times. And he did a lot of great stuff, especially in The Godfather with the shadows and the, the darkness and stuff. And so there's definitely a lot of influence of that type of cinematography in Louis. Mm-hmm. You know, just thinking back even to, um, actually even almost the first scene, it seems like, of today's uh, of Elevator Part 2, the first of the two episodes, where Louis uh, comes in with the basket to see Ellen Burstyn and that kind of like little alcove or the hallway scene. You know, nobody, nobody filmed, you know, the, the first guy that did those kinds of uh, shadowy New York hallways was, was Gordon Willis. So, uh, oh, you know, you still see, yeah. you still see his influence today and, uh, you know, he will be, uh, he will be missed, but he left behind a great uh, right. treasure trove of movies, all the president's men and a couple mm-hmm. of others. But, um, but we're here to talk about Louis and Louis's pursuit of uh, happiness. His uh, <laughs> nice <laughs> transition there, Mario. Well, That's good. Nice well, segue. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Let's get back to Louis and his, uh, you know, walking uh, damnation. Um, so we begin uh, a continuation, and we don't actually even know. We know the title because, of course, we're following along and we're looking at the, all the online everything, the hoopla. But when the sh- when the episode begins, um, we see Louis in a fairway, and just very 
nicely, you know, a man at the market picking up coffee, some, you know, picking out produce, yeah. and it's just it's very nice. And again, as 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 a uh, as a New Yorker, I was I was a little confused with the fairway because where again where he lives, there is no fairway around there. So just a little kind of minor detail for New Yorkers is that he kind of goes out of his way. He goes to the nice, uh, relatively mm. inexpensive or less expensive uh, store to put together this basket for this woman, which is you know partly to you know to say hello and, and be nice to her, but of course we know that it's to meet. Um, uh, Amya. Amya, Amya, yeah, yeah. That's sweet. What did you What did you all think? And then you know, wh- where did you think the episode was was going to go when he was doing all that? Did you think? Uh... Well, they said have a nice holiday, right? Kids up, and I was like, oh, he's mm. he's prepping, and like the the kids are coming over. You know, the the mother and maybe right. you know her uh, boyfriend, uh, fiance, boyfriend. Why am I brain farting this? They are. I think they are married. I think they are remarried. Her husband. Yes, yes. Thank you. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I, I just thought everyone was coming over. We're gonna have a great dinner because it's very in the beginning. You know, he's tasting. He's using all his senses in that sure. opening scene. And then I was like, oh, they're gonna have a great, you know, come together and stuff. Uh, but I love that it. it was like, ta da! I made you a basket, which yes. is just so un Louis. I just can't imagine Louis. You know, I will make her a fruit basket. Right. It was also a really over-the-top basket. Yes. yes. He bought, like, fine cheeses and mm-hmm. fancy chocolates, yeah. and it's like... And olives. Yeah. If a guy that I met sh- briefly, and I didn't even... I couldn't even interact with him, brought me such a, a huge basket filled with such nice things, I'd be a little overwhelmed. <laughs> this is weird. You're being very kind. I'm not comfortable yeah. with this. Generosity, yeah, a big city. that's not a turn-on for but me. I'll take, but I'll take the olives. But I will yeah. take this. Thank you. Go, this is, this is delicious, <laughs> but you're weird. Keep the pits. Well, we're, we're going to keep coming back to this theme during these two episodes um, because we see that Louis just has a lot of trouble connecting with the people that he's supposed to connect with, his family, yeah. his close friends. And yet, when it's this, you know, object of his desire, you put out your best version of yourself. You know, you're the guy that shows up with the basket of nice produce and olives. And this this is the kind of man that I am. I shop for fine things in life, and I will bring them to your doorstep. And and then, you know, it all kind of, you know, in Louis' case, and in a lot of people's cases, it, it, it unravels. Your true self starts to show. But I thought that was interesting that, like you, I thought, yeah, this is for uh, someone in his family or a friend. He's been invited somewhere, and no, there's kind of there's kind of an ulterior motive to all of this. And that you know, he shows up to Ellen Burstyn's apartment. We later learn her name is Ivanka, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he has a very nice conversation with her. A little disappointed when he finds out that the niece isn't there because that was kind of the intent. Do you still want to stay? Do you want to? Yeah. Do you want to leave? Do you want to? What's... And Ellen Burstyn. I know we talked about how wonderful she was last week and how a little underused she was. Of course, we saw you know mostly her feet for much of the episode. And here we just see how utterly mm-hmm. charming she is. And they have that nice little exchange where she says, I'm an entertainer. I'm a comedian. I love that. And I love that point because uh, Louise, they quickly, you know, it goes to Louise's face. And she's like, I'm a comedian, too, because I, I, I don't know. I've just found in my own personal life. Then we're like, oh, I do comedy. People are like, oh, I, I do comedy, too. And you're like, oh, God, here it comes. They're going to, you know. Um, and she does it. And Louis has this great moment. You just see it in his eyes. He's like you're a comedian yes. and then i love that she's like oh yes i used to be much prettier you know all these wonderful little yummy uh, tidbits wrapped up into it. but there's a nice moment in there that louis just nailed yeah it's kylie it, 
I, I it was funny too because I feel like the look on his face was saying like I don't think I believe you. Ex- yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, really, really broad. And, really. And then her song wasn't really funny either. <gasps> What was interesting? It was to, it was to Moonlight Sonata. It was yeah. it was Beethoven's yeah. Moonlight Sonata with words, uh, and uh, that's. I was hoping an at some choice. point that would be continued, or we'd see more as to was she actually funny. But it was well, just maybe a little maybe we'll moment. get to see the yeah. act, the the big. I they'll put on it. something, or maybe she, you know, uh, Esther uh, uh, Ballant, who plays who plays Amya, she's a singer as well. So mm. I, I, ah. there might be you know plus violinist as we discovered in the later part of the episode. The visit, however, is cut short by a phone call from the school. Your daughter's in the office. Great, I just, I love, yeah, just, just a few lines, and boom, just that, just kind of dejected, tired (laughs) Dominican lady who is just like, please, I am just trying to get through my day. Come get your crazy kid. Just take her home, Papa. Just take her home, Papa. (laughs) Fabulous. (laughs) It was great. That character, I love her because I just imagine that she has this really thick, like, Puerto Rican accent, but she doesn't speak Spanish. You know, she's just, like, lived in, like, Harlem all her life, so that's just, like, everybody around her. Well, you'll get, yeah, you'll get that New York, you'll get that New York uh, Spanish for sure. Um... The school calls because Jane is acting up. We we later learned that she ripped the skirt off one of her <gasps> teachers. And um, it's very interesting because the very first scene is this, once again, this kind of disconnect of, of communication between Louis and Jane, played by the wonderful Ursula Parker, whose, whose talents were mm-hmm. in full display, not just acting, but, of course, her prodigious violin playing in the second episode. Oh, that's great. And she does this thing that Louis does. And I thought it was, it was obviously, you know, he writes the show, so it's nice to, to see those parallels of leading with this faux intellectualism. You know, yes. the numbers are wrong and the teachers don't know anything and they want me to do Christopher Columbus smiling and he killed, you know, is there, and why <laughs> isn't is Africa, God? Where, yeah. why isn't God on the <laughs> news? God? And, and then, you know, well, what really happened? And then she says, well, she basically got bullied. You know, that's just that's such a Louis thing, I think, to 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 mask his hurt in yes. this faux intellectual. Show. I thought that moment she sounded like such an adult, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. when she's like, you know, Christopher Columbus was a murderer. Why don't yes. they talk about God? I mean, those are things that I don't even think about that much. Yeah. But like, that's a very worldly thought for an eight year old. And then he says, "What really happened?" And she goes. Her voice even gets a little higher. Yes. She just goes, Daddy, I was on the spring horse. Right. You know, yep. it's like she so, reverted back to actually being a child, and yes. it was like a snap back to reality. Mm-hmm. Now, this provokes a conversation between Janet, his wife, played by the wonderful uh, Susan uh, Kalechi Watson, and Louie, where they go out to have coffee to really, to really hash this out. And again, this recurring motif of missed communications, miscommunicating, how... We bring a lot to the table when, when it's these heavily loaded relationships. So in this case, the divorce that he, you know, that he finally admits he's not entirely over, and this is a thing because she's making money and she's successful and he's not. And the line that I loved, he doesn't want her to go to private school. I don't want her to be a part of the Hitler Youth. <laughs> what are you talking about? Because I don't want you parading her around. And of course, it means it's this whole thing status. where it becomes about the two of them, status mm-hmm. exactly up here. Mm-hmm. And, and completely ignoring what's happening down here. Because the conversation was also, by the way, not about Jane having these flights of fancy of spacing out, of, you know, lashing out. 
it's 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 all of this stuff up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, where are you going to school? What does that mean? It's your day. It's not my day. You need to deal with it. I'm tired of dealing with it. And on and on and on. They didn't even say Jane's name. Right. Conversation. It was. Oh wow. Jane. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was great verbal vomit on Louis' part and how he just keeps talking. He said, I'm very upset about this right now and I'm just saying dumb shit and like, yeah. you know, just going on. It was just fantastic. It's a lot like his stand-up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had this great interview, I believe it was on Howard, and he was just saying how like a lot of times his jokes happen on stage because he's still in the moment, he's talking, he's going with it, he's right there with the All bit, right. and then more pops out. So I just love how it's this nice parallel between his stand-up and then right here in the show. Yeah. That kind of uh, thinking as he goes along, pontificating yeah. and really... Letting see where his subconscious and his imagination takes yeah. him, and we know in his case it it, it often goes dark, um, as he does with you know the Hitler Youth joke, <laughs> but it it really and he's very good at saying you know first it is you first it is you know at first it is your faults and he tries to put it a little bit on her and she's just like wait a second and he's he finally says something that's kind of the turning point she's like wait this is about you and he's just like well yes it is about me and he just kind of lays it all out there so that even even in his moment of clearest communication he's still saying my communication is bogus everything i'm going to say now is because i'm operating at this point where i feel i've been cornered or tricked by you and therefore i'm going to say this stuff just so you know i'm aware that i'm doing it you're aware (laughs) that i'm doing it and she says i don't even know what to do with this and you know there's just kind of this like lull of just well hmm so much genius because he bought himself time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Every guy out there now uh, is like, maybe next time my girlfriend gets in my face, I could be right. like, I'm so upset. You know, do the Let's Louis. revisit this later. Yes. It was brilliant. Well done, Louis. He's so self-aware. Yeah. He's always like super. I mean, if I was in an, in that argument, that would never be what came out of my mouth. It would never be like, I can't continue this because I'm upset and this this is what I'm doing. I'm the worst. That that wouldn't come out of that wouldn't come from me. <laughs> right. I would, I would continue and give in to the anger and keep right. placing the blame. And I think a lot of people would. Mm-hmm. But he, he, he's very, very self-aware. I think very that's probably you know a trait of a comedian. And, and that's what plays into his awkwardness. Like, yes. it got so awkward. So we're like, right. Yes. She's like, I don't know what to do with this because it's so awkward. <laughs> and that's just the epitome of Louis. Every so often, he'll come across, he'll, come, he'll be in a situation either with his brother or, say, someone who's screaming... And there's a moment where he looks around as if, yes. you know, he's the one that's being embarrassed by this person, you know. And, and I think that that's a very funny dynamic. It, it must be a fun character to play. And I keep going back to this idea that even though he's playing a, a hyper-realistic version of himself, comedian, single, you know, divorced father, that there are – he is really exploring – you know, with each take and, and using the final, you know, the take that, that we see, mm-hmm. he's really taking time to act and react and listen and and let surprise show up on his face. I think one of the things, because he directs, because he writes it, mm-hmm. because he's doing all of these things, that we often forget that he's also acting in it. He's, every, he's, he's always in his own face. Yeah. Especially like in the first what, two seasons when he was editing. Yes. He has to stare at his face for endless hours. Yes. And that's, you know what I mean? If, if you've ever edited anything, you get so sick of these faces. Sure. Well, wouldn't it your own face? What are you going to do? So he's, he's always just honed in. He's constantly, yeah, he's always under that microscope. And I think, I think you can just see how seasons progressed with, with Louis' character and how it's just, just those finite moves and the way his eyes, his eyebrows, whether he realizes he's doing it or not, it's just he has mastered playing himself. Yeah. Now, do you, think, do you think it's easier or harder once you've 
been editing yourself long enough, you know faces and angles. And does that make it – do you want to draw more attention to that? Do you want to – I mean, obviously, you're looking for the funniest, most entertaining take. But what what, what would you think would? I think it would be easier. Easier? Yeah. I mean, I do. I edit a lot of my own things, and every time I've finished a project, when I'm shooting the next one, I'm that much more aware of everything that I mm. hated seeing in yeah. the cutting room before. And I agree with that, but also at the same time, it also makes it harder too because then you're in your head now. Oh, like totally. anytime I've ever editing in my, I'm like, that was stupid. Why did that? Was, and the whole time I can't. I can't let it go because I want the finished product to be spot on for everyone watching it. I want them to enjoy it. And I'm just so worried the whole time, like, this is so dumb. Mm -hmm. What am I doing with my life, you know? So I'd almost think that uh, it would make it easier and harder. It's a gift and a curse. Oh, man. That's deep. Well, he's doing it. Well, he's doing it. (laughs) Whatever he's doing, he's doing it well. Doing it right. Doing it. And doing it well. (laughs) Um, He is. (laughs) Then he goes home and he runs into Amya and he asks her out. And they go out, and they go out on this on this rather interesting date. And kudos once again for not choosing a dinner scene, a walk through Washington Square Park, any of these things. The the location scouting on this show, whether it's New York classic New York staples, or last week we saw with uh, with Sarah Baker walking along mm-hmm. walking through the park in Chinatown. They're just these places. That real New Yorkers know because you know you don't have to – you can splurt, obviously. In New York, you can go and spend a gajillion dollars on dinner and, and drinks and, and really – and do it up. But for the, you know, for the other, for the other the 99%. And then spit it out. Well, that was interesting <laughs> no. because that's Russ and Daughters. That's where Liz Parker Posey took him last year ah, on their date. So he is – true. So it makes it rather creepy – that Louis's idea of he is to recycles. try to basically to re to re <laughs> and by the way we all do this yeah okay we all I was about get to say I've done that okay <laughs> what's your example Kylie what did yeah, you yeah I literally I went out I, there was a place that my ex boyfriend and I had and then after we broke up and I, it was like a third date with another guy we went to that place because I was like well. I know I used to like it. I know, <laughs> I know what to order. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's good. At least one of us will enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> I had that happen to me. I had uh, I had an ex text me when, once I moved out to L.A. and said, hey, what was that name of that place we went to years ago? Then I didn't know. I had to look it up. Let me yelp it. Oh, okay, yeah. It's this place. It. All right. So, yeah. But this idea, though, that she was manic, crazy, you know, pixie dream girl in the form of Parker Posey, and that was a great storyline – that he took her to that same place again this idea of unable to accurately finding crutches to make up for his inability to communicate i'm going mm. to bring a basket of fine quality meats and produce as as a, as a proof of my of being cultured and sophisticated i will take you to this very kind of secret new yorker place and, and that it just miscalculates because he's like, oh, we'll eat, you know, fish. We'll eat herring or whatever it was and just, just clean off the bone. And he loved it and she didn't, um, which is, I think, funny in itself because I would think that somehow, uh, you know, Europeans and smoked fish or something, you know, that it would be. Yeah, you know, I thought the same. But, uh, but, but the fact that she did, that she found it, I know, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's racial profiling on my part. And I apologize to any Europeans that might be listening. I, I don't think you all oh, eat you smoked eat fish. fish. Maybe uh, you should, Wrong. though. It's, it's, or raw. Um, 
And then they go to the drugstore where she needs a hair dryer. Yeah, <laughs> where she needs a hair dryer. Yeah, yes. she does. Yes, we're not getting condoms uh, in the middle of the day. We're going <laughs> to the pharmacy. They're like walking and walking. You're like, what, yeah. what are you looking for? It's like a little scavenger exactly. hunt. Exactly. I loved that moment where mm-hmm. she was trying to describe the hair dryer to him because when she was doing that very long act out, I was like, this girl's as weird as Louie. Yes. It, they might, it they might be, they might be, they might be well matched because yes. of that. Because she's, she's a little so eccentric strange. herself. Yeah, we have it, and we have a few more episodes of this storyline. So I, I assume that that will be developed. When we met her, mm-hmm. she was sleeping in a nightgown in the middle of the day. She hadn't told or hadn't communicated with her aunt that she had arrived yet. And so we're now seeing this character. And you're right; she's a little, she's a little kooky herself. And we see it. We we learn about it a little bit more. In the second episode, but I just think that that, that kudos to, to Louis for not doing, you know, the dinner and then the walk or the walk along the East River or, you know, the the, 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 the Brooklyn Bridge in the background. Yeah, easy stuff. The stuff that we've seen a yeah. thousand times before, even our, our even our walk in episode three mm-hmm. was a little bit further on, you know, it was, it was on the east side, but a little bit further uptown. So it's mm-hmm. a park and a part of, of, of the East River that you don't normally see. So that was that was just really really nice. Hey, if you guys have not been checking out um, uh, Chasing Maria, <laughs> why am I saying? Say Louie? No, 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 no. Our 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 chasing our Maria mother. Mananos. No, Chasing Maria oh, Menounos. No, our our mother. Yeah. Our mothership. <laughs> I was trying to. I was just trying to find the right the right the right phrase. Sure, um, yeah. Maria. Mm-hmm. Our, after Buzz our Mama. Our after Buzz Mama. There we yeah, are. Yeah, she's Mama Bear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do check it out. We're recording it uh, later today, and and it's be sure you watch it on Oxygen because it's it's yeah. finale. Stuff. You can't tonight. You don't want to miss season it. Season finale is tonight. I can't wait. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. <laughs> don't miss it. Um, I feel like I hit that to give extra emphasis. Yes, now now, now we know you're show. serious. <laughs> uh, seriously, tonight's season great, finale. You it, don't. It's the season finale. Everything yeah. hits the fan. I can't wait. Everything. Every everything. Even everything. Maria, she literally hits a fan. Literally, oh. it, they brought in a lot of spoiler stuff alert. Hey, 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 no spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. Kidding. Some people Good haven't show. seen it Check yet. It <laughs> so then we go on to part three of Elevator, and. We I do want to say though, sorry. Yes. No. Did you notice though what they were doing at the end? They were doing like very coupley things. Like they they get mm-hmm. along so well and they mesh so beautifully together. They're shopping. She's taking a shower in front of him in the middle of the yes. Like they did all these things that couples are like. I've I've been my boyfriend for almost a decade. All right. Have you really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, why does everyone do that? Wow. It's like oh, I mean shocker. I and I know there's a thousand a questions. Why aren't they married? What's going? Anyway, <laughs> point being, we're not your mom. Like for us, a hot Friday night is shopping at Target or something. We're like, let's go to Target. Let's, let's go. Let's do it. There's plenty big. of parking. Come on, there's a Starbucks there. Let's get one and just yes. sip and walk around those aisles. But like that's what couples do. Mm-hmm. Like old crumudgeony couples do. Sure. And I just love that they have this like real it's just it was it's just showing how great they are together. They just mesh. And I love it. Does it is it creepy at all that they creepy? don't that they can't communicate but they're no, I actually, I'm like so into that. Yeah, yeah, like I'm yeah. like I'm like so into anything foreign. Like if I, <laughs> like my, this is a total stretch. My boyfriend's Mexican and fluent in English, but I find it very attractive that he speaks Spanish and and I speak Spanish, so I understand what he's saying. Yeah. But it's like the idea of a, a foreign, sexy mm. Latino it that is. you know. 
speak love yeah. across languages. It's hot. Mm. I dated a German once, and when they talk, when they talk dirty to you, <laughs> you don't know if he's complimenting on. you or yelling at you. It's yeah. <laughs> like I don't care what he said. Kind of sound like he loogied on me, but I'm gonna take it. Just but saying. It, I think I think that has. Uh, I think that also is definitely something in the back of the Lu- Louis's head. It's like this fantasy relationship because yes. he says he's seeing somebody, but. They certainly right. haven't established that, right. let alone no. any full sentence right. to each other. Physical so contact, I and mean, he couldn't even hold her hand. Right. So it's like a fan, it's a fantasy relationship, mm-hmm. and he's fantasizing that this foreign woman who he can't have in a month, he has right yeah. now, and we're gonna try fancy fish, and then we'll go on walks, and I'm gonna try to hold her hand, but I'm too shy, you know. And then I'll buy a hair dryer with her and take her home. It's just, it's a very surreal relationship, and I think he is acknowledging that it only is going to last for a month, so why not fantasize while he can? Well, they've all been like that. There was yeah. the model that pursued him, and mm-hmm. that was strange somehow, <laughs> and that turned Absolutely. into a disaster. There was Sarah Baker last week mm-hmm. who pursued him, and once again, that put him off for all sorts yeah. of reasons. Um, not least of which, honestly, I think is also just her forwardness. He's mm-hmm. not used to that type of woman. So here is this demure foreign lady who is beautiful and clearly he has some chemistry with. And he gets to pursue her and really mm-hmm. gets to gets to go as slow and as weird. And as, he's dictating as much of it as he can <laughs> yeah. because English is not her first language. And then we learn in the second episode that she is just staying for a month in that whole plot line. But it starts off with a return of a, of a fan favorite. The wonderful uh, Pamela Adlon, who is, um, who of course plays Pamela on the show. <laughs> we last saw her at the season finale of season two, when after two years of a very strange, I don't want to say love hate, but a very, mm, I don't want to say emotionally abusive either, but very, <laughs> a very strange case strange. of love, right? True love. <laughs> I feel like true love though does hurt and yeah. does kind of bang you up a little. And certainly his back and forth with with her, where she is, she calls it as it is and says, you're a loser, Mm -hmm. you're a freak, no one's going to be with you, are you kidding me? And he is just so smitten with her, he's so desperate for any companionship that he will take even this abuse. And so when she left for Europe to be Mm -hmm. with her husband, which in itself was, was heartbreaking to Louis, he... Only finally worked up the courage to, to to confess his love to her, yelling at her across the uh, security checkpoint as she's going down the hallway. And she can't hear him because she's so far down. And he's confessing his heart finally because he's just – this is his most – his bravest moment. And, of course, she's like, what? I can't – oh, you're great. And walks away. <laughs> just leaves him hanging. And that was the last time we saw her. And we thought even, – even the sickest – among us, or rather, I should say, only the sickest among us, thought, well, there goes his soulmate. And then she comes back at arguably an inopportune moment. Ironically enough, the, one of the few times where Louis can say he has something you know, in the works, even though he, he goes ahead and says, I'm with someone, and makes it seem very official, which she makes fun of immediately that. and just tries to just... It's a very just... important relationship. And he gave the best blow-off line, look, it's really good to see you. You, like that is the That's... biggest blow up. Or it's like somebody has something amazing in their life and you're seething inside. You're like, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Not... I'm so happy for I you. Just, I'm elated. You know what I mean? Yes. I was like, it's great. Well, yeah, it's you never expected that Louis would ever be in that never. position of power somehow. And she's she's so incredulous. She's looking at him like, what? I'm I'm giving you the thing that you have wanted. We can do the 
boy girl kissing thing or whatever he says, boyfriend girlfriend kissing uh, thing, which goes, is the weirdest. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> She's so like, excited wow. for it. That's, yeah, I mean, with an offer like that, who yeah. who could possibly <laughs> turn me. that down? And she uh, kicks him, literally kicks him when he's down. That's how she's like, hey, he's going I'm out back. the door. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, and then he's going over to the marshmallows and she yes. just kicks, I'm like, what's, who's this teenage punk kicking him in the ass? Yes. And then it's, it's Pamela. She's yeah. back. Yeah. Love it. And you just see the, the, the expression. He's, he's actually stunned. You're right. In those two scenes, he actually only has about three or four lines, if that. His, his, his default is just to, to just be shocked and, and really just think. And this is where we see little details of the show that resonate universally. The idea of timing and how timing is everything, you know, how when you meet people, you have to be available. They have to be available, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. That that could mean actually that you're unavailable. That could mean that, that you are in a relationship and that but somehow someone finds you at the right moment, at a vulnerable moment. And that's it. The rest the rest is history. Yeah, and she's just, it's like she's just coming back for whatever's left on the burner. Ah, oh, it didn't work out in Europe with, you know, my ex-husband. So I'm back. So... I mean, come on. Yep, come on. Come on. But it's Louis. It's 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 not out of this it's not inconceivable that he would be he would exactly <laughs> the same that nothing has gone on in his life. He is miserable and in in her eyes he's the dog by the back door just yeah. or by the front door just waiting, looking anxiously, please come home. She comes home. She says, "Hey, I'm here. Let's do this." And he says, no, "It's fine. great to see you." Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? It makes me think that she might have actually heard him then at the airport. Because she came back with with the feeling, the oh. knowledge to think that he's going to go for this. He's going to take this, you know. And, and she's so playful when she initially sees him, you know, kicking him in the butt and everything. I, I, I would say she heard him at the airport. And that's just, she blew him off. And now she's like, oh, okay. Well, I still got this in the bag. He wore it pretty heavily. He was, he was always – he had the puppy dog eyes for her oh, fairly. And yeah. it was this thing where – he was from the very first episode that she's in, which is one of one of the first few episodes of the of the entire series. He looks at her with this I don't want to say hunger, but it is this this longing that he thinks that on paper this might be the closest thing to a match that he can it's find. Good it's, enough. it's good enough. Exactly. Damn which it, is I'll take it. once again this idea of timing, what you want, yeah. what you'll accept. Great. It's your you'll you you tick off enough boxes in my checklist, you will do. This this works for me right <laughs> Got now. More on the pros than it's on the con side of my barely. list here. Yes. All right, well check it off. Okay, I guess we'll do. It, uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a it's a five four split. You barely. Uh, it's like the Supreme Court. You barely made it, but we'll take it. But we'll take it. Well, um, then Louis lets her. So Louis lets her go, and I imagine it's not the last time we've seen her. But um, but. But there that is. Then we go to the uh, to the. Oh, what's wait, that after that? That Jane. Jane definitely did a forced this apology. Is the, the Jane. Um, yes, he takes her, and then he says, "Let's go for coffee." Wait, now is that? What do I have here? No, the school conference. Excuse me. Excuse me. The school oh, conference. Oh, yes. yes, this is this is where we get a little bit more details about what happened. We see Jane <laughs> saying the right things. <laughs> doesn't mean any of it. She doesn't mean a word. She of just it. she. <laughs> and we, we've all done that. 
right? I'm tell so you, tell, sorry. tell you're sorry, and you're sitting, you're looking away, mm-hmm. and you're rolling your eyes, and you're thinking to yourself, Is this, "Are we done?" Is this, and 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 you see it actually. You see it also in yeah. celebrities too, when the celebrities <laughs> mess up and they go through on their apology tour. I didn't mean, I meant no offense. I didn't My, mean to get stuck with a prostitute in the that's back. That's right. Of the I car. didn't mean to go on an anti-Semitic rant. That's not how I. It's not me. I I'm seeking treatment. Yeah, it, I was out of my mind. I was. Yeah. That whole uh, mea culpa, <laughs> but there is the the. The principal then says, you're not communicating, again, this idea between the two of you. So what's your plan? And their plan, the, the, the furthest they got in their plan was this talk, was the idea of private school versus continuing to keep the girls in public school. And sadly, Lily almost has nothing to do with this, right? We, we don't see anything happening with Lily. So Lily would, would, be, would be pulled along with Jane to whatever, to private school, presumably. Uh, mm. But the principal says, the two of you sit down. The two of you discuss and, and really, really talk to each other. Take this time to communicate and come up with something for Jane. She leaves the room, and what do the two most She's responsible not even parents? Out of the room yet. They pull out, they their, pull out their phones, phones to check and and and, and play um, Candy Crush or whatever. Say, <laughs> uh, forget this. I don't want to do this right now. Um, Louis goes home with Jane, and in one of the really nice. One of one of my favorite things that directors do, uh, Pedro Almodovar does this, the ability to bring other area, other arts into the movie or the TV show or whatever. So the ability to showcase another art within the art and within within this piece of art, in this case, the TV show, of course. And Jane and Louis are coming home. Uh, Amya comes out of her apartment, sees them. Hello. Louis, Louis, in his mind, thinks this is this is the moment at which I introduce my daughter to possibly the next person in my life, and says, "This is this is Amia. She's Hungarian. She doesn't speak English." And lo and behold, Jane does. <laughs> and it was such a nice story. She's like, "I'm just way smarter than all the other kids." Boom! I just happen to know Hungarian, and Louis had no idea. Yes. He said, "What did you say?" And she's like, "Hello. Duh. What, do, what do you say? What's the first thing you say to anyone in anyone's language?" Or a bad word. Yeah. Or, or that's well, that's what you learn. What you actually say. Oh, right. In school. Right. Right. And um, Amia notices that Jane has a violin. Mm. She says, "Wait here. Wait here." And goes inside, and comes back with her violin, starts playing it, and then Jane, of course, plays. And and if you ever get a chance. Of course, you see this in Louie as well. She's playing violin in other episodes. But if you ever get a chance, you can YouTube Ursula Parkers, um, who is the actress that plays Jane. You YouTube her, and she's like a prodigy. She has wow. gone to school, and she's very accomplished. And, and, mm-hmm. and so there are eight-minute clips of her just killing it on wow. the violin. It's pretty, it's, it's pretty impressive stuff. Oh, this girl's awesome. Yeah, and the two of them get to do this little duet in the hallway, and it's, it's this wonderful moment where... Louis, two things are happening. One is Louis himself, the character, saying, "This is a really wonderful moment. This is beautiful music." The two of them, they're oh, they're connecting through mm-hmm. this once again. This 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 communication, the ability to connect. Also, this idea that in New York, because of the buskers, because of the singers, because of everybody, everybody that you see on the streets, in the subway, in the park, by the water, people practicing on their own in the park that you get music, that music is everywhere. And this idea that in New York City, music can spontaneously appear, even if it's in your hallway as you're yeah. dumping off your trash. It's this, it's, it's, once again, it's this nice little you know New York touch and really a, a nice way to have that moment that 
you know, Louis could have done it, say, uh, Amya comes to pick him up or something and sees the violin, and that could be a whole thing. But to say, okay, how do I want the two of them playing? Oh, let me do it in the hallway spontaneously. Yeah, didn't see and coming. have that be a really nice moment. I loved it. And it was also, I kind of thought it was a nod to the whole discussion between public and private school because she didn't have to go to this private school to go play the violin and connect with someone, you know, right. someone who was equally talented, possibly more talented on the violin. Right. And she had this moment right there in the middle of a hallway. The lady had a bag of trash in her hands and now she has a violin. Right. And so it's like she didn't have to have private school. So in, in essence, Lou was right. You don't need all that. She's staying real. And so I thought that was, I don't know if he meant to, but it was a very nice nod to the, the opening conversation or conversation prior about how private versus public and louis he said that before how he likes he doesn't want to be famous in his real life like you know because he is probably the number one stand-up comedian ever knows and his show is just phenomenal he wants to blend in in the public he's having a harder time with that so i feel like once again his his louis and his life louis and his stand-up boom right here it is in the show too all wrapped up in this little like nugget little nugget that's a good point this idea that once again as a parent you are always you're always on the lookout to see how, if your child is defective or or or, or just Stand off the path. Yeah, yeah, I don't want it. Want it. <laughs> she's she's spacing out. She's leaving the subway. She's doing all of these things, uh, and you yeah. realize that at the end of the day, a move to a private school or that you know a therapist or medication or all these things, they're just being kids. Yeah. And as much as you think they're not growing up and they're developing, she's a wonderful violin player. She has friends. She. All of these things that that are that are normal, that are the signposts of normalcy, but as a parent, you're just you're hyper vigilant because you want to make sure that you want to nip it in the bud, you want to catch it and nip it in the bud. You don't want it to get any larger way than worse. it, way worse. But we all did weird things as kids. Some of some of which our parents I will didn't. gladly oh, tell yeah. us. Well, maybe you didn't. Carrie. <laughs> I still do. Was it? Yeah. So if Carrie's, pa- if Carrie's parents are listening, please uh, send us tweet at us and let us know what kind we of weird stuff. We told her to stuff. go to grad school and then she moved to L.A. <laughs> they don't know how to tweet. Thank God. Many, well, thank God. Write us a letter or. And on the typewriter. There you go. <laughs> I just love little Jane. She seems like a little Aww. mini adult She's packed brilliant. up in an adorable eight-year-old. Love it. She's just so smart. She, like, interacts with adults pretty well, yeah. I would say, for an eight-year-old. Like, when I was eight, I was just so weird. I didn't, I didn't even, like, communicate the same way she did. Kylie, I just... <laughs> I, should we tell her? <laughs> Let's not, let's not, you know what, let's not tell her. Let's not, now is not the time. Yes, when you were eight, when you were eight, you were very weird, Kylie. (laughs) There's this really beautiful moment toward the end. There's actually two more major scenes that happen in this episode. The first is this really beautiful moment as Louis is dropping Jane off at school. Oh, I love that scene. And it's filmed nice and tight right there as this idea that Jane is literally about to go up the stairs and is just kind of leaving and just says, you know, hey. And, and they have this kind of like last minute like, Power. all right, are we cool? And he leans in and then the camera nice and tight on the two of them and says, and again, this moment of self-awareness, a little bit like Louie and says, just am I weird? Am I, is this bad? Are you mad? What's basically I'm checking in because I sense that something is amiss and I don't know if Such it was me. It's, it's just, is this weird? He says, you're not weird. You're, you're fine. And. Being with you is one of is my third is my fourth favorite thing. <laughs> That's the best thing in the world. <laughs> and it's this it's this comedic moment where he just very clearly said it. He doesn't want to give he doesn't want to say that it's the best thing because he, she has a sister and yeah. that would be wrong. <laughs> and maybe it just doesn't want to inflate her head. So he just throws her kind of up there, but not quite. So fourth, 
And of course, well, what are the top three? Riding elephants. Riding elephants. Collecting hydrogen. I, that, and that's a huge <laughs> one. That's every every year. Lots of hydrogen gets away from us. A lot of it does. But thank. God, she played Louis along with it. Case. It was great. Like she's yeah. such a smart and astute little yes. child that she's like, oh yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, really collecting like hydrogen. Yeah. And then um, says, of course, the number one thing that he loves to do is hanging out with her. remember hanging out uh, with her. So this is nice. Oh, yeah. then we get a call back. We get the the return of Charles Grodin as Doctor Bigelow, who of course is the doctor that's in the that's in the lobby is is, is on the ground floor of the building. Yeah. So I assume that we'll. We will see him. I hope. Every time he speaks, I'm just like, yeah, I must write this down. Yeah, exactly. It makes no sense, but I know in time it will. Yes. Long time in some cases, right? 20,000 years when, it, when, it, when your body. When you're evolved and yeah. your back evolved. is a different shape. I need to get on all fours. Yes. Dr. Bigelow, who clearly does not remember him, doesn't remember his situation, doesn't. This is, this is, this is a man for whom he has stripped away the BS of life. He has very simple needs, very simple tastes. He eats a sandwich very quietly at his desk. He's just this man that just wants to be left alone. Wants to be left alone, and and unfortunately, he chose the wrong uh, occupation because he's a doctor that uh, that just people need his help. And he says, "Look, it's 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 bigger than us, and it doesn't matter." And he, you know, he says, "There are some people that are born with pain their whole lives. They don't know a moment that where they're not in pain." So he's like, you're talking to me about a date. What do I, A, what do I care? B, what does it matter? C, do it or don't. It doesn't. He never makes eye contact either. It's like he's never really, well, at least in this scene, I remember thinking that. He wasn't ever looking at Louie. He was just kind of like, anywhere. Yeah, because it's it's like, yeah. You're totally right. I don't think he was really acknowledging that he was even talking to Louie until he was like, look at this friggin' dog with the three legs. And I, I would be curious if Louis was here. I'd be like, Louis, hey, that dog scene. Did you find the dog first, or were you like, okay, now go out and find me a three-legged dog? <laughs> and I love that his leg was chewed off, just By a, just not uh, off. Coyote. coyote, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Poughkeepsie, Poughkeepsie, upstate, yeah, upstate New York. It, it it's a very, it's once again this notion of Louis as. As an overthinker, this idea that Louis should just be, should just communicate and stop worrying about what it means, how he's going to be be perceived again, the same as the fat girl episode. Look, do what makes you happy because life is short Mm -hmm. and you sitting here trying to intellectualize it doesn't, doesn't matter. Much like Jane, you messed up, apologize. Let's go. Let's get back to normal. Just do it. And even if even if even if you don't believe it, even if you're not enthusiastic about it, just do it and and move on. It's so hard though to of course. move on. You of know, course, the tiniest things, the biggest things, it just festers. You know. Sure. So I wish I could be more like a three legged dog. <laughs> In what way? Well, um, I'd have to have one more leg, technically. Uh, and the fact that I'm just happy being three-legged, because I have no idea. Well, I guess maybe remembers what it was like to have that fourth leg. Well, no, leg. but we, that's just, just it. Just getting in my way. Yeah. He's, the only thing happier is the four-legged dog. But, but the line. three-legged dog is certainly happier than the two-legged dog. <laughs> right. Can't, You're who, always who better to... than somebody else, and somebody's <laughs> always going to be better than you. That's life. And that's life. <laughs> and that's it. That, that, could be the, that could be, frankly, the the tagline of of the whole show is is your and it, uh, just today on NPR they had a, a thing on uh, commencement speeches 
and they were saying that a big trend in the commencement speeches are, you are special, and so is everyone else. That's it. Wow, <laughs> that is a horrible <laughs> message. That's so true, though. And then get but the it's true. That's it. <laughs> that you is generally what they all end up being yeah. about. That you need to, that you basically, and as humans, we do this. This idea that this is I'm going to be the star, I'm going to be the master of my and and in the and you pull back. And again, I don't mean to bum anyone out because we're very we're very happy to have this show. But <laughs> I had importance and significance. Well, it's, no one here is, wants to say it, but nobody is special. Nobody. If, well, if everybody is special, then nobody, nobody is special. Is special. Right. But I have ribbons at home that say I'm special. I have the same ribbon. Really, fifth grade science fair. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> it's your experiment is stupid, but we're going to tell you you're special yeah. because you did one. I did, and the ones that didn't do one didn't get a ribbon at all. They didn't. They had to sit in the classroom, and we went to the cafeteria and showed off our science experiments, failed or successful. <laughs> Here's a but ribbon. All around special. You know, who's happier. You know, the only person happier than a person with one ribbon. <laughs> two. Two. Someone with two ribbons. Someone who got the <laughs> somewhere out there. I'm not. So if I'm you're out there special. with two ribbons, whoever you are, we hate you. We hate you. <laughs> Dr. Bigelow, yeah, Charles Grodin. Nice. Let's hope. Let's hope we bring we bring him back. We are at, we are halfway through this this plot line this this elevator story arc. We know that Amia has to leave in a month. We know she has a son. That was a detail that was mm, that yes. was mentioned. Nice little nugget. And but she is not married. So um, let's go on to predictions and see where this is going to take us in the season. I want to know if if you all think there we are. Here's our now, predictions. So put on your 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 mystical hat and 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 really kind of tell me where do you see Kylie this this relationship She's going. She is. Like, She's got, got the, the elbow up, the hand, the head. Got the <laughs> knuckles got on the chin. Stance. She's just thinking. She's thinking over here. I want to meet her kid. And okay. I want Ooh. her to stay. Okay. So I feel like Moroge. I feel like she's gonna Moroge. She's gonna Moroge. Which is interesting. It's very similar. Very similar to marriage. It sounds, yeah. sounds oh. oddly similar to marriage. What a wonderful segue you have there, Mario. <laughs> I would like to take this opportunity to tell you about my prediction. Okay, right. Louis got down on a knee. Yeah, he did. It was a little creepy. Boom. I'm gonna a little say creepy, that. and he went ballistic, bashing the hell out of a beautiful piano with a bat. So I'm just gonna say I think there's gonna be some marriage in the future. I'm some Moroge. With some Moroge, which cannot end. And which, there will be no piano not. music, coincidentally, at the wedding. Because nobody can play. He was the, cleaning the, up the and tried to get the dust off with the bat off the keys. And well, he got it, he I think. It's very clean oh, keys. And that piece of keys. <laughs> I think... I think this will end horribly. Oh, I think my I'm, I'm, I have that's to. I have special. to. I have to hope yeah. that it's going to end horribly because that's where comedy is. If they live happily ever yeah. after, that's yeah. got to be tragic. That's not going to be fun. I would like to see more characters kind of, you know, ice skate, figure eight in and out of the scene. You know, I would. You know, if they get married, let's see. You know, Doctor Bigelow marry them or something. Yeah. <laughs> and she loses really, her green card. And she let's get some immigration. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's and it becomes a, a whole it becomes a whole thing. Maybe Louis will go to Hungary. Maybe he will go back with her to go get the kid and bring him back. Man, the, the sky's the limit. It's any, anything is possible. I predict it will be awkward. Whatever happens, 
awkward. Are you sure? I think it'd be awkward. Maybe they'll do a bang bang for the reception for the wedding. (laughs) Is everyone full? All right, bring in the next. Eat it again. The next course. The next meal. Well, uh, where can we find you two on the interwebs? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Kylie Hodges. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Comedia Carrie. That's C-O-M-E-D-I-A-C-A-R-R-I-E. And also check out the AfterBuzz TV show for USA's Playing House. I'm on there, too. Nice. Okay, I'm Cinemar at Cinemario, C-I-N-E-M-A-R-I-O. My improv team, Conrad, is performing at TNT Improv on June 3rd. That's Tuesday at the Clubhouse here in Hollywood, here in L.A. Um, So if you're around, come check it out. It's free, y'all. Um, yeah, thanks so much. Thank you, Alexis in the booth. Uh, Stephen, of course. Hello, hello. Uh, thank you so much for, for making us sound so good and setting up these lovely cameras for us. And, uh, I'm excited to see what's in store for Unlucky Louie in the coming weeks. Let's see where parts, uh, four and five take us. Uh, thank you all so much. We'll be back next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.